right, everybody, welcome into Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Wednesday night as I'm recording this. We are in the, the dog days of summer, that is for sure. Uh, as I have mentioned in previous episodes, I'm knocking down to two a week, and there's a reason for that. There's just not a ton going on around the NBA right now, and the limited news that we do get is more of a a late trickle or something that's that's kind of a rumor, or most of the time it's just now arguing about player rankings and things like that. Uh, we did get some information from Will Barton and Jamichael Green. They spoke to the media today. I wasn't on either of those calls. I had something come up, uh, but they just it just sounded like they were pretty happy to be back in Denver. And this was through through the grapevine and understanding, hey, both of these guys, they had mutual interest in coming back and finishing what they started in Denver. I think a lot of people, uh, the Nuggets themselves, some people kind of around the Nuggets and by proxy, they thought that the Nuggets had a really great chance of winning a title and that Jamal Murray's ACL injury really was the only thing that put a damper on that. So it's unsurprising to hear that Will Barton had mutual interest in coming back to Denver, that Jamichael Green didn't want to go somewhere else to lose more. Both of those guys know where they can win. They know where they can win while also having a secured role. Uh, Will Barton will be the starting shooting guard. Jamichael Green will be the third big, uh, first big off the bench, basically. Those guys are valuable. They're good veterans for Denver's locker room and among other good veterans, but also just as great allies for a lot of the people that are on the roster, especially Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Bones Highland. I think those four, it's it's very interesting to think about where those players would be if the Nuggets continued to cycle out different veterans. Denver, they, they had Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler uh, at the beginning of this thing. Kenneth Farid at the beginning of this thing. But for the last four or five years or so, Paul Millsap, Will Barton, Gary Harris for the first part of this, and or up through now, all those guys have been around while Jamal Murray and Michael or Nikola Jokic and then Michael Porter after him. All those guys continue to develop with the team. And so it's good to see them back. It's good to see Denver try to figure out. Uh, just just to finish what they started. So I am looking forward to seeing how those guys continue to perform. What happens if P.J. Dozier continues to progress or Zeke Naji continues to progress at those positions specifically? Should be interesting to think about. But for now, this podcast isn't going to be about that. We're going to talk instead about Nikola Jokic. And the reason I'm doing this uh, Nikola Jokic isn't in the news. This is just more of a personal preference. I am going to go on vacation next week. Will not be uploading all week. I've just, I need a break. I've talked about this before. This is a, as good of a time as ever. And so I want to record an episode that has a little bit of staying power that just in case you guys don't see me around for a little bit, because I plan on logging off, that I'll part with an episode that I think you guys will be happy with. This is going to be about Nikola Jokic's place in history. 
about where he is through the first six years of his career and how can he continue to grow into one of the NBA greats. He's already won an MVP. He's already done some incredible things in the playoffs. There's a lot to think about with regard to Jokic. So he's going to have a lot of time. He's going to have a lot of progression, and he's already done some great things already. And I wanted to talk about his career to date, some of the superlatives surrounding him, uh, how many other players have accomplished what he's accomplished to his age, and other things like that. So we're going to just run through some notes I have. I'm going to kind of share my my overall belief of where he is among players in history right now and where he could go to. Because I think if we're talking about the best player to ever wear a Nuggets uniform, I think this is an interesting conversation. He's the franchise definer, and we're going to talk about that. But first, his career to date, Nikola Jokic, he's won an MVP, of course, but as for his career averages... Through six seasons, 18.5 points, 9.8 rebounds, 6.0 assists, shot 53% from the field, 35% from three, 83.5 from the free throw line. True shooting percentage of 61% is really high, and a 7.9 box plus minus, which is going to be the only real, like there's a couple of advanced metrics I'm going to throw into here, but that's the primary one because I think it's the best one. The only player in NBA history to match Jokic's points, rebounds, and assists, those averages, is Larry Bird. Let's start there. There's been a lot of comparisons made between Jokic and Bird for a lot of reasons. They're both white. It's pretty easy to see the similarities between how they play. But more than that, it's their play style. It's how they play. It's how they attack the game. It's the versatility with which they shred the opposing defense. I think Bird was a better defensive player, and he's probably, I think they're probably in the same tier offensively. Jokic is going to have the rest of his prime. He's going to continue to progress with those numbers, but we're going to see just how close Jokic can get from a production standpoint to a guy like Bird, who, like I said, universal top 10 player ever. That is great company to keep. Playoff career averages. So far, he's had three years where he's been in the playoffs, but he's played a lot of games. He's been to at least the second round in all of them. 25.9 points, 11.3 rebounds, 6.4 assists. Those are all increases. Then most players don't do that going from the regular season to the playoffs. It's very rare. 51.2% from the field, 40.6 from three, 84 at the line, 60.2 true shooting percentage, 9.2 box plus minus. It's much higher. Jokic is sixth among active players in points per game at 25.9. I believe the list of players that are in front of him that average more points per game. I posted this on Twitter. Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Stephen Curry. I was pointed out to on Twitter that guys like Trey Young and Devin Booker will also join that list at some point. But what I will say, and what I think deserves to be said, is that most people don't think of Jokic as a scorer. 
Most people, when they think of him, they think of his, his rebounding, his passing, being big, being dominant around the rim, and then making the highlight flashy passes. They don't think of him as just a raw scorer, somebody who can get his own shot, somebody who shoots the ball really efficiently, and he does. That true shooting percentage mark that I averaged, that I had, 60.2 true shooting is fourth among active players. He's got some rare company that he's keeping right now. And the only players in NBA history that even come close to his points, rebounds, and assist averages, which are 26, 11, and 6, are Giannis and Elgin Baylor. And neither of them come to the assist mark. So it's really interesting to think about where he's already at. He's already one of the best passers in NBA history. He's the best big man passer in NBA history. I don't think that's debatable. He's perhaps the best passer in the NBA today. That features players like LeBron James. Uh, that's that's it. Like, hey, LeBron James. <laughs> uh, as far as his awards go, he's already won an MVP. He's one of 35 players ever to win an MVP. There are players like Derrick Rose who won an MVP that things just kind of happened and had his career cut short, and obviously he's not in that upper echelon. But the vast majority of players that win MVP are in the top 50 or so players ever. I think it's probably top 40 even. He's three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Those numbers are both going to go up for sure. His peak level of impact, it clearly isn't just Hall of Fame caliber, but it's perhaps pantheon-worthy when you talk about the greatest players to ever play the game. Jokic's name is going to be there someday. I think that's pretty clear just based off of how he has started his career. He just needs to produce more in his prime. Because he's just now meeting it. And he needs some jewelry. He needs something for his finger. How many players in NBA history have accomplished what Jokic has to this point? He's 17th in the NBA in win shares through his age 25 season per basketball reference. 17th all-time. He's 7th all-time in VORP, uh, value over replacement player. I don't take those numbers as... uh, like like gospel or anything. But it's a good visual indicator, something that you can actually put to paper in terms of what Jokic has done through his age 25 season versus what other players have done. And some of those players, like, like oh, let's, let's take the Vorp list, for example. You've got six players ahead of him on that list. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Tracy McGrady, Chris Paul, and Magic Johnson. Let's just take LeBron, MJ, and Magic Johnson and put them to the side. Those might be the top three players of all time. Maybe. Kevin Durant came in as a teenager. Tracy McGrady came in as a teenager. Chris Paul? I don't remember the year that he came into the league, but if you said 19, then it wouldn't be surprised. Let me look it up now. Chris Paul came into the league as a 20-year-old. Okay, so the same time that Jokic came in. Chris Paul is on all of the historical lists. All of them. If you're talking about the best players to ever play the game, of course Chris Paul is there. And those other guys, Kevin Durant, like, 
a top 10 player probably of all time. Tracy McGrady, I'm not sure where he ranks, but he's got some damn impressive numbers, and Jokic is just right there. Jokic got the MVP at age 25 in his age 25 season. He actually won it at 26. Uh, But along with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who won it for the second time. Kevin Durant, LeBron, who won it for the second time. Tim Duncan, that was his first MVP. Allen Iverson, Bill Walton, Oscar Robinson. Those aren't the only measurements for success. Like, the advanced numbers and the number of MVPs and when you won them, obviously that's not the only measurement. But Jokic just checks so many boxes, whether it's the stats, whether it's the uh, the advanced stats over the per game, whether it's the awards, how many, like, if you if you win an MVP, you get into the club. Sort of where we're at here. His all-around production happens in the regular season and the playoffs. It's not like he becomes a worse player when the playoffs roll around. He's one of the few players who experience very little drop-off, if any at all. It's a very impressive way to operate. Very few players in NBA history have been able to do that. Most leading players, they win rings in their prime. Especially if they're apex pantheon players, like the LeBrons, like the Michael Jordans. I don't think you can, at this point, say, oh yeah, Jokic, if if he just keeps doing what he's doing and wins some rings, he'll be up there. Because that's the apex. That's... That's rarefied air. But is there anything preventing Nikola Jokic from joining, say, Steph Curry? Or Kevin Durant? Or Giannis? Who Giannis is going to start making some moves up this up these lists, too. It wouldn't be surprising if the NBA 75, this is the 75th anniversary of the NBA. Um, it's actually the reason why I'm doing this, this in the first place. I was approached by something... Uh, by another project that it doesn't matter right now, but uh, some historical projects I was approached by. And the NBA, they're going to come out with their top 75 players of all time through 75 seasons. That's what they're going to do. And it wouldn't surprise me if Giannis, he was in the top 25 of that, just because he won an MVP now, and or two MVPs, and now has won a finals as the finals MVP. There's a lot to think about with what some of these guys are doing. And I think Jokic, he's right there. He's at the doorstep of when these guys are going to start finally getting their rings. For example, this next season, it's going to be his age 26 season. It's the same as Giannis this past year when he won his ring. It's the same as Stephen Curry, 2014-15, when he won his ring. His first. Age 26 for LeBron James, that was his first Miami year. LeBron didn't win a title until his second Miami year, age 27. Kobe, he won three rings by then, but they were next to Shaq. It wasn't until age 28, age 29, age 30, when he got back on the horse and won a couple more MVPs. Or, not MVPs. He won a couple more titles as the leading man. 
It's just a fact at this point that Jokic is on an all-time great track. And not acknowledging so would I think be blasphemy. Based off of what he does, based off of who he is, based off of how he has continued to progress his game, and what we believe could be next. This involves a lot of hypothetical. This involves the Nuggets continuing to progress, continuing to do the things that they need to do to become champions. Murray's ACL tear, it might put a a very unfortunate uh, hiccup in Denver's plan. Uh, based off of these this this year and this past year, uh, those would be two great times where Jokic might have had an opportunity to really become one of the best of all time. That's not why we do this, and that, like that's it's a very simplified way to talk about what was a very emotional injury. Let me just say, but so many of these opportunities end up being so infrequent. Uh, You think about Charles Barkley and all of the other players throughout NBA history who were good enough to win a ring or be the leading player to win a ring, but never actually did. James Harden could be one. Uh, Chris Paul could be one, frankly. You never want to miss that opportunity. And it would suck if, if Jokic never won a ring for his hard effort. But there are also players who stuck it out, were just great for a long time, and then finally won one. Thinking of Dirk. Uh, that's, that's kind of the the emphasis there. Jokic is clearly on that all-time track, though. And we can talk about where he ultimately fits into that discussion, I think, next. I think that's a good, that's a good break point. When, when we come back, we are going to talk about the greatest active players in the NBA today and where Jokic will end up in that conversation. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Let us talk about kind of the NBA pantheon right now. Who are the greatest players, the greatest active players in the NBA today? I think there's a pretty distinct list at the top, and it's made up of eight guys. And none of them are Jokic at this point. You've got LeBron. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Stephen Curry. You've James Harden. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard. I don't see any other active players that I think really meet that criteria of just being a dominant top-tier star where you can win with me as your best player. And Russ, he's kind of on the on the brink of that. It's hard to Sometimes it's hard to make that argument for him, but what I will like, he had one of the greatest seasons of all time in with his 16 17 season. That's what I will say. Um, won an MVP, has the longevity, the longevity, excuse me, and he could win a ring this next year. 
And if he wins it as the second or third, like probably the third best player, then does it mean a little bit less if he had won it next to Kevin Durant? Probably, but not that much. Not that much less. Still would have won one. So we'll just have to see. But for now, LeBron, KD, Steph, Harden, Giannis, Chris Paul, Russ, Kawhi Leonard. I think these are the guys that no contest right now. They're higher on the NBA pantheon than Nikola Jokic. Maybe Jokic gets there one day. Maybe he continues to progress. But most of those guys have had their success, have had multiple MVP, some of them multiple MVP awards, some of them multiple finals. Uh, There's a lot to think about here, but the next tier down is pretty interesting. This is the tier where I think Jokic is in right now, and it's a couple of older guys and a couple of current stars who sort of interesting to think about where Jokic ranks against them. Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. Those are guys that I think are in Jokic's tier in terms of greatest active players. Melo, more of a longevity guy. Dwight Howard, more of a longevity guy, but both of those guys have had their awards. Uh, Dwight Howard has multiple defensive player of the years, led a team to the finals. Melo, obviously didn't lead a team to the finals, but has been on some winners and just has a long storied career of being a great scorer. Another guy in this tier, Damian Lillard. I think it's pretty interesting. The dividing line between Lillard and some of the guys at the top really is success and an NBA Finals appearance, a championship appearance. You don't have to win an MVP in order to be a top tier guy. Like I think Chris Paul would, like you can argue otherwise for that. Kawhi Leonard can argue otherwise for that. But you have to win if that's the case. You have to do it at the highest level. Chris Paul kind of meets that balance between longevity and doing things at a high level for, again, at the highest level for a lot of it. Lillard is interesting, though. If you ever won a title, then maybe he passes Jokic. But this is the tier where I think Jokic can easily pass some of these guys. And the other is Anthony Davis. was one where a renowned uh, reporter slash analyst called him the greatest big man of all time. That was obviously a laugher. But it is interesting to think about. He has a ring. It was as the second best player, but it was a it really was a duo and not just like a 1A or a 1 versus 2. It was a 1A versus 1B thing. And he's great. He's an elite defensive player, elite or borderline elite offensive player. And it's interesting to think about where he continues to end up now, especially if the Lakers don't win a title in LeBron's kind of last couple years at the top. We'll see where that ultimately goes, but it's very interesting to think about what the next steps are for somebody like Anthony Davis and how he continues to improve. Jokic is still going. And then the tier, Jokic is probably higher than these guys on the standings of NBA Pantheon at this point. Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, Andre Iguodala, Paul George, Clay Thompson, Rajon Rondo, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I'd probably go Joel Embiid in there as well. Um, 
Joel's only played four seasons. Maybe five. Needs to be said that, like, just hasn't had enough time to really qualify for this conversation. Uh, Jokic has been putting in minutes, putting in a bunch of work, and he's been successful at pretty much every stop. All these guys are mostly veterans that, despite having great moments at various points, like, I mean, who can forget Kyrie Irving doing what he did for Cleveland? Paul George ranked third in the MVP vote over Jokic in 2018-19 for the OKC Thunder. Klay Thompson, he's won multiple rings. Same with Rajon Rondo. Same with Andre Iguodala. But they've never done it as the top dog. Jokic has always been that guy for Denver. He'll continue to be that guy for Denver. I just don't see any, not not any scenario, but most likely no scenarios where Jokic should be rated lower than any of those guys at this point. Now, players who could pass Jokic that are like that are young, that are doing their thing, that we don't know what their ceiling is, Luka Doncic, maybe Zion Williamson, and maybe Trey Young or Jason Tatum, but but very likely not. I just want to throw it as an outside chance. They've done great things at such a young age already that you never know where something like that could go, I guess, but I wouldn't bet on it. But with Luka, he might already be there in terms of Jokic's equal. Zion, he just averaged 27 points per game in his second season. Where does he go from here? I don't know, but it's going to be very interesting to find out. All of this to say, I think it's really interesting to think about where Jokic is going to end up when it's all said and done. What it's going to look like for the rest of Jokic's career. He's only had six years in the league. He won an MVP in year six. That's incredible. That's unheard of, frankly. Where he goes going forward, though, in these next six years, it's basically a wide-open canvas based off of Denver's success. Based off of if he continued to up the individual accolades. If the Nuggets won a title, he's definitely in the upper upper pantheon, like I said. Basically, all those guys, LeBron, KD, Steph, Harden, Giannis, CP3, Russ, Kawhi Leonard, if they didn't show up in the top 40 all time, I'd be shocked. Like, you know, Steph, KD, LeBron... Those guys are shoo-ins. Some of those other guys, you never know what what various people will be voting for, but Jokic should be on the verge of that group, is my opinion. And if the Nuggets were to win multiple titles, he accelerates even higher. Because the fact is, if you've won multiple titles as the alpha dog on your team, especially in the modern NBA, as we continue to progress... It means so much. It vaulted Steph and Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, frankly, so high up these tier lists, up these NBA greatest of all time lists. Think about what it did for LeBron when he won in 2011 or 2012 and 2013. He went from, oh man, I don't know if he's ever a real winner to Oh yeah, he's definitely going to be in the 
top 10 all time and probably going to finish top five, maybe top two, maybe top one. And that was before he spent the last eight years dominating the league some more. The fact is, though, Jokic's accolades and the team accolades probably need to catch up to the stats. Jokic has always been a stats darling. He's always been somebody that and you, you log into basketball, basketball reference, you check out what the numbers say, Jokic is always on the top. He's been doing this for a long time. He's so productive. He's efficient. He's effective. He understands. He just continues to improve on a consistent basis. And now to the point where the last thing we have on him is winning MVP. The last full game we have from a playoff run is him going 30, 20, and 10. This is unbelievable. If the accolades ever do catch up, Jokic has already started his career like a top 15 to 20 player of all time in that Dirk Nowitzki range, in that Dwayne Wade range, in that Charles Barkley range. Guys who are consistently considered in that group. Maybe they're not quite in the top 10. But top 15, top 20, you can at least think about it. And there's no debate that he will go down as the greatest nugget of all time if he does one of three things. If he wins another MVP, it's done. Like, no contest. Even if he were to walk away from the Nuggets the following year, he will be the greatest nugget of all time. Nobody has ever reached that level. No nugget has ever won MVP before Jokic, and if he gets two, it's done. If he wins a title as the best player, it's done. Or simply, he could drag it out a little bit. If he signs a third contract and does basically what he's done so far, it'll take about another two to three to four years, and then everybody will agree. Based off of the numbers, based off of the success, based off of the general Commitment to Denver. Commitment to that franchise. Alex English right now, he matches the longevity, the stats, and the success. Mello, he matches the longevity and the success. So they've spent about the same time. They've had about the same success as a team or as a franchise during those two runs. David Thompson, he matches the peak. He's the only guy who ever made all NBA first team other than Jokic. Dan Issel matches the longevity. He's been a nugget for so long. Has all of the records. But Joker's catching up. He really is. And it's going fast. It's very insane to think about, man, 26, 11, and 8 were his regular season numbers this year. And they really helped catch him up in the, the career averages standpoint. He used to be somebody who was averaging... And 16.7 points, I think, was the number before. Uh, well, he, yeah, here were his career averages before this season. 17 points, six or 9.6 rebounds, 5.5 assists. They went up by 1.5 points, uh, 0.2 rebounds, and 0.5 assists. If he continues to play the way that he did in this MVP season, at least from a productivity standpoint, 
Those career numbers are going to soar. They're going to go through the roof. Nobody will be able to match what he's done in a Nuggets uniform. Fact. He's probably my favorite basketball player of all time. He has his flaws. Everybody knows them. He'll never be a leaper. He has to make up for his weaknesses. He'll never be an imposing defender. That's not what he does. And it might prevent him from being at the tippy top of the Pantheon. People are always going to nitpick. People are always going to play around with that. And you have to. When you when you have to have discussions about which top 10 player is better than the other top 10 player, then you have to be picky. But the thing about Jokic, and the reason why I think he's just incredible, is because he's the best player in the NBA at finding the most creative solutions for his problems. And he finds them at every turn. And he keeps adding that, those solutions, and that just general information to his brain and remembers it forever. He knows how to attack certain situations because he's seen them in his rookie year, year two, year four, his first playoff run, whenever. He's able to call those numbers or those images and those situations back and learns from them and gets better. It's incredible to watch. And it's one of the reasons why I just continue to have faith in him. It's why I think he's going to get it. Why he's going to figure it out. It's why I think the Nuggets are going to figure it out. I hope the Nuggets get to experience his entire peak. He's at it now. Maybe he continues to go higher. I don't know what he's going to continue to improve, but maybe he does. The team will always have ups and downs, as most teams do. But they will always be contenders. If Jokic continues to be that guy, the player that he has been for a while, while just making small tweaks and improvements here or there, if he continues to do that every year, continues to build his body to the best he can, he's going to be someone that the organization will hope that he can embody for an entire franchise. What I mean by that, when you think of the Spurs, who do you think of? Who comes to mind which player? It's Tim Duncan. Who comes to mind if you think about the Dallas Mavericks franchise? Stirk Nowitzki. The Golden State Warriors? It's Stephen Curry. Maybe the Nuggets can be Nikola Jokic's franchise. Maybe that is what the Nuggets can work towards. It's what he can work towards. That He's always said that he wanted to be a Tim Duncan for the Nuggets. I think that there's no doubt in my mind that he can become that. If that's what he wants, if he continues to work towards that, if the Nuggets continue to do right by him, then he's going to be the gift that just keeps giving. And frankly, he is a gift. He was the second overall or second round pick, 41st overall. That's a gift if I've ever seen one. Tim Connolly swears by it as well. He never knew, never thought. Nobody did. 
And yet here he is. And yet here the nuggets are. It's the most unlikely success story. If it does happen, that will go down in NBA history as one of the most incredible rises from just a kid in Sambor, Serbia, to an NBA legend. Bet you didn't see that coming. That is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. As I mentioned before, I am going on vacation. Boo, don't go away. Yeah, no. No, I need it. I definitely need it. I am excited to step away from here for just a little bit, but I will be back. Um, going to take next week off. Uh, next week's uh, next Monday's pod, next Thursday's pod. Going to take those two off. And then when I come back, we will see what happens. We'll see what's happening in the NBA and whether whether I need to make a return with uh, in, in full glory. Should be fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. If you could rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, five stars, that would be awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys in a while. Bye.